Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 88 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. In today's show we have Kelvin talking to Anthony Mayfield, author of Me and My Web Shadow. Enjoy. Anthony, you've got a book called Web Shadows, um, which is a really interesting book and we'll dive into some of the issues around it, but how did you come up with the idea of Web Shadows and what is it, what's the kind of the concept behind that as a title? Um, well, the, the title's um, um, Me and My Web Shadow, yeah. um, uh, How to Manage Your Reputation Online. Um, and really what I was um, looking at when I was researching the book, um, I came across a lot of people talking about uh, people's digital footprints, uh, people's um, online presence. And there was actually a phrase by that Jeff Jarvis was using a lot, um, Google shadow to describe the kind mm-hmm. of the traces that you, you the, the kind of the shadow that you cast on the internet what you see when people go looking for you on, on Google and I liked it I liked it for a number of reasons I liked it because um, shadows can grow shadows are always with you um, that shadows aren't necessarily something that you that, that you control that it's that it's there on the web whether you like it or not um and so it just it just seemed to fit and um obviously i wanted to go beyond um just google um and look at social networking and all the other sorts of ways that people can have a presence on the internet so that's that's how i alighted on um the web shadow part of Mm. the um title um and really what the when i started out started writing the outline and planning the book what i could see is that there that you can't really write a definitive guide to how you should behave on the internet how everybody should behave on the internet things are moving too fast and there's just too much diversity out there in terms of people in terms of the things they can do on the web so i had to give my perspective on what I thought mm-hmm. were, were the best practices for people um, to manage their reputations online. So I called it me and my web shadow because there's quite a lot of um, how how I worked things out in there. So a little bit of um, uh, sort of semi, semi-autobiography, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the subtitle says it all. It's about how to manage your reputation online. I'm a PR guy um, by trade and um, uh, I, I just took a lot of lessons from from that kind of world into how how suddenly everybody's having to think about their their public self their reputation and did you kind of come across so do you think most people are coming to that 
with a kind of knowledge I should be managing uh, my reputation and my presence online, managing my web shadow? Or do you think people are coming and going, oh, I didn't necessarily realise that was um, something I should be thinking about? Do you think they've kind of got that awareness but not there's, sure how to deal with it or, or a, the other way around? I mean, I, I, I wrote it on, with um, the kind of the, the photos and the personas of, of a few close friends and family members and colleagues pinned up to mm. remind me who I was writing it for. And the truth is, is that there's a very wide range of of attitudes towards this ranging from some people i spoke to who were like well this has got nothing to do with me because i don't have an internet presence so it's interesting what you're talking about but i don't need, really need to worry about that um and to them i'd say well you know google yourself and very very often they they then say ah oh, yes i understand i just because i haven't set up a personal website or i haven't gone onto facebook yet doesn't mean that it's not there's not um traces of me on the internet echoes of, mm-hmm. of some of the things that i've done and that ranging right through to um people who are like well you know what this has just been bugging me for ages i i, I know that i should be taking this more seriously i should be doing more even just so that uh, i've got the you know the 21st century equivalent of a decent cv out there i need to mm-hmm. take care of um this this aspect uh of my working life or my personal life um so all of those different attitudes were, were in mind when i was writing the book yeah i mean i i think that's i definitely can see that it's definitely headed in that that direction because it from a personal experience i find if i search for someone and can't find any real reference to them particularly i suppose it's i'm somewhat biased working in the you know in the digital world as it were so if there's someone i come into contact with search for them and don't find any mention of them i find that um a little bit unusual as it were and it kind of makes me probably trust them a little bit less to some extent do you think that's a kind of prevailing attitude or is it a, a bit uh, unusual there you know no that's becoming more and more common um we people google each other or look for each other on the internet for all sorts of reasons whether they're going on a date with them whether they're giving them a bank loan whether they're thinking of employing them all these sorts of different reasons and opting out um you know keeping yourself out of the line like keeping yourself offline um it doesn't really seem to be an option anymore because in a lot of circumstances people are going to be more suspicious because there's no trace of you i mean naturally in in digital marketing um we've been there a little bit longer where mm-hmm. if someone claims to be um proficient in in using the internet if someone claims to have um expert knowledge in this field and you can't find any trace of them well what's going on um mm-hmm. But that's that's an attitude that's, that's spreading further and further afield mm. as, um, you know, web use and social media use becomes more of a mainstream activity in, in kind of all walks of life. Um, mm. I mean, it was interesting to hear Google, um, Google's uh, chairman, Eric Schmidt, um, t- um, talking about uh, people needing to change their names after college. It seems like an, an extreme solution, but... Mm. Um, but one that I'm, I'm sure people will seriously consider. Mm. But equally, once they've done that... That they've got no past and what does that mean what are you hiding mm. and it, it, i suppose how do you feel about the kind of yeah because i saw that quote from eric uh, eric schmidt and it got quite you know quite a lot of um people talking about it and it's like okay i can understand that and i've never been a, been a big advocate of that approach of maintaining separate um like online identities as it were so there here's my private life here's my uh, professional one here's my one where i'm talking about this aspect of um, my hobbies. Here's one where I'm talking. Now, I, you know, basically my username is either Kelvin or Kelvin Newman. I've always been that approach. Do you think that there's a danger of kind of sharing too much, particularly when you kind of, with the development of more kind of location-based uh, networks as well, um, Anthony? Do you think that, you know, some of us are probably going to live to regret that to a certain extent? 
Yeah, um, probably some of us are. There's no, there's no absolute answer here, but um, mm. you, there, there is a danger of, sh- of sharing too much. There is a danger of sharing inappropriately um, for for a lot of people. Um, I think you know we'll get over it. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get the the reputational equivalent of a few grazed knees um, yeah. and and learn our lessons and and move on. Um, I think that there's there's two things that are going to mature quite quickly. Um, that's the one is the technology, which is actually even though it's very very powerful um, when it comes to things like Facebook and social networks, and there's millions and millions of people suddenly discovering um, the social web for the first first time over the last couple of years. Um, it's incredibly powerful, but also incredibly clumsy. Um, and incredibly unwieldy. Um, there's been some lovely, lovely work done um, by uh, user experience researchers at Google about um, just the idea of posting things on Facebook and how quickly people can become confused when they're they're posting photos and messages for one group of people and they're almost completely forgetting that they've actually got colleagues and um, friends mm. and relatives who are seeing that at the same time. Um, so. People, people are going to become more sophisticated in how they think about what they share. And also the technolo- technology is going to be a bit simpler to use and a bit more versatile. I mean, broadcasting everything, if you have to broadcast everything that you post online to everybody in the world, that's that's not really sustainable. It's not really effective mm. um, communication. I think we're at a very early stage in, in yeah, as I say, in, in both the sophistication of behaviours and um, how, how, how sophisticated the technologies are. And I know, in, I know in the book you share kind of a for someone who's you know I've never really managed my reputation online. I know that there's something I should be doing. You kind of take us through like a bit of a process of you know some good things to do and some good things to think about and some you know practical steps that yes might not work for everyone in every situation, but you know is a good good process to go through. Is, is you can you kind of share some of those tips, Anthony, in terms of yeah. the steps to go through. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, what, what I tried to do was um, keep it as general as possible and start with the stuff that was absolutely essential. Because although I say that um, everybody's going to find their own approach, their own way of dealing with their online reputation, there are certain things which, you know, you've just got to be, um, you, you've got to be a, a little bit stupid if you're not doing. And the first of those is really going out there and checking what your own web shadow is, going and checking what's out there about you. Um and that that means logging out of Google, logging out of Facebook, and pretending you're a stranger coming looking for you. Um, what what can you find? What's out there? What do people see? And so being aware of what it looks like is the, obviously the first thing. And then really um, uh, the next next thing that I'd regard as due diligence would be trying to be easily found by having some kind of online presence, even if it's just. Um, in the places where most people are going to look for you first. So um, for most people, that's going to mean making sure you've got uh, a complete LinkedIn profile because lots mm-hmm. of employers will generally look there. Um, and also making sure that you've got, a, you've got a Facebook profile. You don't have to be on Facebook every day. You don't have to be there all the time. But you want to be there so that people can find you if they're trying to get in touch. Um, and as you say, make sure, that, um, make sure that you've got a presence rather than you're just completely absent from the system. Mm. and so what's the top tips then for kind of you know i i you know i've do the classic i've got a google alert set up for my name and i'm quite fortunate that there's not many kelvin newmans about so i only really tend to get references when it's for me but actually interestingly over the last week maybe two weeks there's another chap who's had a blog around um a a guy um out in japan hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I believe um, it started using it a lot more regularly, so I'm kind of getting updates there, and that's quite unusual for me because I'm only used to having the, the the one Kelvin, as it were. But what what would your tips be for people who've kind of got you know a, a John Smith um, name or people kind of where you want to manage your reputation, but there's potentially three or four or five or six or maybe even you know hundreds of people with, the, with a very similar name <laughs> going through a similar process. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's interesting. And the, the first thing that, um, that John Smith needs to do, hello, John, um, <laughs> the first thing that John or Jane Smith needs to do is um, go through the process of trying to find yourself as if you were a stranger. Now, you, you put John Smith into the search engine, it's unlikely you're going to be at the top of the results and probably a, a well-known brand of bitter is going to be there. But um, <laughs> um, but what, what what's that person who wants to find out information about you going to do next? They're probably going to cr- put your name with a company name, with a location, um, with places you went to school, places you worked before, and try and find you that way. What can they see then? And if you're kind of thinking about wanting to make yourself stand out a little, if you're thinking about wanting to... Um, to, to be found and to grow a reputation online, then it's probably it's probably um, a good idea to be thinking about um, having kind of a personal brand. I'm I, I'm kind of careful mm. to use that 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 term because I don't feel. Like a moniker, I suppose, yeah, is the way yeah, I think, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, even even myself, I use um, A. Mayfield. That's that's what I use across everything. Um, I'm lucky I got there first. But, you know, a, a, a username that people can find me easily by and that makes it quite easy to connect up all of my profiles. Um, mm. Probably if I'm going to if I'm gonna be blogging and my name's John Smith, then I'm not going to be calling it the John Smith blog. And um, I'm going to be thinking of something else to, to brand it up as. Um, and just making sure that when I'm talking about myself, I'm talking about myself in the context of um, of things that I want to be known for and that are going to identify me. Uh, so where I live or, you know, not literally your address, but, you know, the kind of the area that you live in or um, a, a hobby that you're particularly keen to connect with other people on or perhaps your profession. Um, obviously, then using making sure that you use a, a consistent photograph or a consistent image to represent yourself as avatars on the different networks can be helpful. Those 
sorts of things um, can be useful. But probably the most important thing is to make sure that all of your all of your different parts of your online presence, your LinkedIn profile, your blog, your um, your Twitter profile, anything else, any um, company information that's on your company website about you, is trying to make sure that all of those things are connected so that they all link to each other and probably that you've got a hub in there somewhere um either a personal web page um you know like a blog or just a personal web page or something like the uh, i really like the flavors uh the flavors me kind of aggregation site um where you where you know you can um list all of the places that you are online and then you know a bit like Mm. a you know a bit like a, a company would making sure that you use that that calling address or that dot tell uh, domain name is quite a, mm. another quite a useful one. Mm. Um, if you use that um, in your email signatures um, on your CVs in any communications, then get people get used to mm. knowing that that's where to find you and where mm. the information about you is. Yeah, and I, th- in terms of that flavor, uh, is it flavor me's that as well? Because yes. um, my colleague um, Andy, when recording an episode that will have gone out a couple of weeks ago, uh, a few days ago, um, was talking about that. Can you just talk a bit for about the kind of concept behind that and the, the execution of that? Because I think that's a good idea for for a lo- for a lot of people wanting to take this kind of reputation stuff reasonably seriously. Yeah, it's actually a colleague of mine at iCrossing, um, uh, Matt Neal. Um, uh, it, uh, flagged this up to me and I, I absolutely love it um, just as a, a kind of a really simple um, personal ID, ID page and I think these sorts of things are going to become more and more common as people get more sophisticated in their web use um, but basically with with Flavors Me um, you sign up um, for an account it's free to try it out um, on a basic version with limited options as to what it looks like you choose yourself a nice wallpaper upload a photograph or whatever um, and you say um, my name is you know Anthony in in big letters and here's my blog here's my Flickr account for my photos um, this is my company blog um, and this is my Twitter or whatever you want to be whatever you want to be available to the world and then um, then you've got a domain flavors me forward slash um, whatever um, or I think you can connect it to a domain name I'm not entirely sure about that mm-hmm. um, and it's just a nice simple way to tie everything together because you might you know you, you, what 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 services you're using um, might change over time you might go off Facebook imposterous might be the big thing for you um, but you've got you've got an, ad- an address that kind of anchors your whole internet presence and obviously as you know as you know Kelvin it's um, that connecting up things linking cross-linking between your different presences that's going to help you rank higher in search for for your own name or for um you know kind of uh, variations on that your name plus your company your name plus a, a blog name etc yeah no 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 i think that's a really good idea and it's an interesting website that i think for a lot of people would be worth exploring there there because it's yeah it's that kind of for a lot of people it's that yeah if you have that central place that everything else refers back to there then you can at least kind of draw the connections because that's a problem i've had in the past where you've got someone with you know a name where there might be three or four variations out there and it's that kind of okay well does that fa- i want to add them on facebook but does that facebook profile tie up with that um twitter account that i know and, and vice versa there and i think that could do quite a good job of making the the connections there um another question for you i mean i suppose some of the people who are going to be coming to this okay i need to look at my reputation online it's going to be because there's negative feedback about them or or a other person who they don't necessarily want to be associated with. I mean, a great example of this was um, I um, was delivering a training course um, to some B&B owners, and one of the B&B owners' wife um, had a um, not too um, not the kind of 
her, her name exactly the same. There was someone who was v- featured in a news story locally that um, you wouldn't necessarily want to be associated um, with, shall we say. Um, not dissimilar to some of um, Wayne Rooney's um, recent escapades. And he was talking about how, um, yeah, they they kind of went out and deliberately had to um, build up quite a, a big web presence separating the two names and the two associations that it was there. It, have you got any tips for people who are kind of... Um, dealing with that um i i've got someone else in my name who i don't want to be associated with or i've got a bad rep how can i um um, go about changing that yeah i mean absolutely i mean it ties in with a lot of the general advice um i mean one of the the, the things that obviously like the the sort of the second rule as it were in the book is um be the best and first source of information about yourself that should be your goal if you're going to take this seriously so you want to be ranking um near the top of search results for your name or combinations of your name or whatever um and really the 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 best um the, the the best cure here is prevention um so if you haven't had anything bad um happen to you similar to that then that's no reason not to get out there and establish that presence and make sure you've got um equity in the search engine so you've got presence on the social networks before anything happens the best the best form of defense is to be there already mm-hmm. but um you need to um the what what you need to do is um bear a few things in mind um the first of all um and people don't often like to hear it i'm afraid but is that um you need to get a thicker skin sometimes um you know some if it if it's if it's genuine criticism not a, a case of mistaken identity like the mm. one you one you mentioned or you've got a, got a, a you know a, um somebody with the same name out there doing nasty things um if it, if it is somebody criticizing you if you have been um attacked on a forum or something um similar to that, similar to that then some sometimes getting a thicker skin and not worrying about it too much is the is the best approach but if you if you've got some seriously negative stuff out there, then um, the, the the best approach is going to be to establish um, a strong web presence for yourself. Sign up for all of the, all of the appropriate social networks where you, where you can be found. Um, Cross connect those, and then be useful. You know, be talking about some interesting things. Start start blogging on you um, on on a personal blog. Start um, gaining attention for yourself, and you'll soon be at the top of the rankings. Um, if it's an isolated um, piece of uh, of news, um, for instance, that's going to slip down the rankings um, in the search engines fairly quickly. Um, and you just got to kind of stick with it in terms of making sure that people find you first. Often, people aren't going to look through past the first results; they just want to check you out. They want to see your LinkedIn profile. Better for them to find that than. Um, than 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 some some negative stories that are out there for whatever reason. Brilliant. No, I think there's some great advice there for people either who are, um, have a reason to be concerned about it or just you know yeah taking a, a preventative step there to make sure that they've got a, a really good reputation. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, yeah, no, thanks very much, Anthony. That's that's absolutely perfect on the the timing there. I think that that's some really good advice for people there. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three. 256 or 150 if you're inside the UK it's 01273 256 150 and you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show 
Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White is signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Oh,